Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Carey, alongside my co-host and sidekick, Cody Lena. Discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Now, that only worked because you got to make it. For, I was going to make a sidekick joke about you when you <laughs> asked me what we're talking about, but you cut me off at the bend. That's and not I knew fair. that. And I knew that. I, I don't know, man. I feel like that makes you definitely the sidekick because you got outsmarted. The the I, head person doesn't get outsmarted. No, I you, feel like you're the head. It makes you the sidekick because you have to introduce me. Do you notice that? Like, I don't have to introduce myself. You have to walk in and go, duh, 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 duh. now entering Cody, the coolest man I've ever met, my best friend. See, like, you are heralding me like a sidekick. Batman doesn't roll in and go, I'm Batman. Robin rolls in and says, oh, Batman's here, bitch. That's A, not true. Batman for sure gets in before Robin <laughs> every time. Robin is, like, usually trailing along, like, gets in, like, a little bit later. He's like, how the hell did you get here so fast, Batman? And he's like, I don't you should fuck. She's like, I gave you the motorcycle. Use it. <laughs> Folks, we are here to talk about sidekicks. And I, Cody, I think we're going to need to make a truce on the who is the sidekick in this relationship. Let, we're, we are a Woody and Buzz Lightyear situation. Yeah, I, okay. We can agree on that. We're both captains of this, this sinking ship. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But here uh, in group A, we have some bona fide, some true sidekicks here. We have the number one, Dr. Watson, going up against the 16 seed, Luigi. We have the number eight, Dwight Schrute. Going up against the number nine, George Costanza. Cody, where do you want to begin? Dr. Watson the with sidekick. the one seed. He is like the sidekick, isn't he? I heard your joke. I'm saying it. He is like the this prodigal son of side in all of literature. I would say, I mean, I think right here you have the two in video games and in literature, I would argue. Oh, yeah. Like the pinnacle of sidekick. Like this is, well, okay, well, let's, let's unpack that for a second. Because I do know that both, because like, because I'm like, these are two people where I don't need to see any solo things from them. I only really need them in context of their main character, their exactly. protagonist. Yeah, I, it, in Luigi's stuff that he does solo is his mystery mansion stuff. And it's all about fighting ghosts and sucking them up with a vacuum. And it's only because Mario wouldn't deign to that level. He's busy right. saving it's, princesses. It's the most random thing to get into for him, it feels like. It feels like he was looking on like, he like got down like a YouTube hole of like, hey, do you want to know another way to make some quick cash? And he's like, what? What could I do? And, he, and then it's like, you could go get ghosts out of mansions. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll do that. <laughs> I got this idea for a business venture. How do you keep getting my number, Luigi? Stop calling me. I don't want to be involved in your another pyramid scheme. <laughs> I feel like, do you get the impression that Luigi is the better plumber of the two? Oh, yeah. I get the impression Luigi is the better worker. But Mario is yeah. just, he's got that. He's got something going on. Princesses love this pudgy little man. Okay. I don't, and I know this is probably out there to look up, but don't look it up. Is Luigi the older or younger brother? I know he's taller. I believe, I believe younger. Younger. Okay. I just, cause I could see it going either way. Like Mario's got really big, like either little, little brother who just like run shit and has always gotten his way. So you've kind of just bent to his will. Or he is that like big brother who one day you like, it took you a lot longer than you realized to realize you were taller than them. And you're like, why haven't I just physically taken you over? Like me to my father. I'm coming for you, dad. The blood I know it spilled. took a while, but I, the day I remember, I remember strict. I remember exactly the day that like, I was like 25 and I look and I like looked down at my dad and I was like, I'm so much physically stronger than you. <laughs> you have no say over my life anymore. Dude. I, I remember. I, it's, you. I remember too. It's weird. I would like, 
I haven't grown since like eighth grade, right? I was like the tallest kid in eighth grade. Nothing's changed since then. Yeah. Except now I'm just an average man. But I remember being in eighth grade, same height I am now, seeing like teachers and being like, God, they're huge. And then I see them after I've graduated college. I'm a man now. I'm in my 30s. I see them right. again. And I'm like, I'm so much larger than you. Right. But you're like, How did that, is it just at, force of that, will? But at that time, though, like you said, you, it's, not like you're, it's not like you've grown. So even then in the eighth grade, you were still taller than them, but your like your mind wouldn't perceive exactly what i'm saying you're bigger i couldn't couldn't allow myself to be bigger than them but now it's like no i am i'm so much bigger than you oh my gosh (laughs) why did i not fight you in school yeah why did i do any homework i could have just suplexed you i'm not doing this assignment miss neil i'm not fuck you (laughs) what are you gonna do about it the only the only teacher that was i was never gonna be bigger than was mr miller you know because he was like the six foot five basketball coach Yes. Oh, do you think? Oh my God. I think, think he that- was holding down the team. I think he was the one <laughs> that like made us be like, they're all pretty big, huh? They're all like, what about- happens, Nick, if we've got high schoolers listening and our middle schoolers and they just, just now realized that they could whoop their teacher's ass. <laughs> they're just sitting there going, wait, 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 wait. Hey, I'm just going to let you know, it's a bold strategy. We didn't use it for a reason. So take that at your own risk. <laughs> I would say, I would say middle school teachers do feel of all of the education levels like the people who are most likely waiting for a fight. Oh yeah, they they gotta be ready for it. I would be surprised. We're in South like, Dakota. They're strapped up. Yeah. Well, and they're just begging for it too. They're just <laughs> like, like you get the feeling that if you if you were to like push your desk out and be like, shut the fuck up, Mister Wells, he'd be like, oh thank you, oh thank you, buddy. Oh, I've been waiting for this day. Come on, say it to my face. Come here, come here, say that right to my face. You know. <laughs> Cause it's like, cause they know, I, I mean, if I was, I know I could beat up 99% of middle school. Oh, easy. There's not a middle schooler on this planet that I can't beat up because <laughs> I don't care how big or strong you are as a middle schooler. I got that life knowledge dog. Yeah. I've been on these streets. Right. Like, you, I don't care about coming size. At me, you don't even know what's going on. I'm pre, I'm premeditated. Okay. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> what I have on me. Fight, ain't no accident, dog. Okay. Yeah. So step anytime you a middle schooler wants to step, feel free. Please, please. Oh, I will gladly, I will gladly knock out a middle. And that's what I think teachers would say. Like high school, it gets dangerous because you're like, I don't know if I can take these kids. These guys are actually <laughs> pretty big. But middle school, you're like, I guarantee you I'd whoop that ass. And all I need is a reason. <laughs> all I need, all I'm I'm begging you, Tony. I'm begging you, Tony. Come here. Say it to my face. So anyway, uh, Dr. Watson, here, okay, I think one one question to ask, and I don't mm-hmm. know how important this is, but I, but I want to ask it, is how do you think that the protagonist, how much worse off would they be without the sidekick, right? And is that yes. important, right? Because is that what makes them the best sidekick, right? Is like, yes. hey, kind of without me, I don't think you run this show. And I do believe that about Dr. Watson. Like, I, well, here, I also think we need to look at it from the lens of how important is the sidekick to us, the viewer, or the person taking in the media experience. Because sure. without Watson, we, who, he, Watson is the one writing the books for, for all intents and purposes. We are following his reaction to Sherlock Holmes because we can't understand what's going on in Sherlock Holmes' brain. So we need a liaison into that world. Sure. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I also think, like, too, without Dr. Watson, like, Dr. Watson definitely humanizes Holmes because, like, you, you have to remember Holmes is a, is an opioid addict. Like homeboy has a problem. He likes to do a lot of drugs and then solve, and then solve crimes and gets himself into a lot of trouble that Dr. Watson has to like help him out of. But he's like, well, he's a genius and 
we do eventually catch the murder. So, you know, I'll fi- I'll go with you on all your escapades. But exactly. without without him, without Dr. Watson there to humanize him, you would be like, oh, Holmes is like an insane, like is insane. I agreed. I think here, I think we need to lock in Dr. Watson because Luigi is completely irrelevant. He's a sidekick in name only. As soon as any any game that is like a two-player one, you play Luigi just because there's no other option. But once you get into any game where you can pick, no one picking Luigi. I do agree with you. I will say I was a Luigi fan. There was something about like his tall awkwardness that always spoke to me as a young, tall, awkward boy. But I agree with you. I'm not going to, that's not going to be my. Because you were, you were so used to being my number two and living in my shadow that you felt a, a symbiotic relationship with Luigi. He gets it. So true. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm with you here. Yeah, Luigi definitely feel like, I mean, also just from that, like, purely like, oh, you all just figured out how to make two player eventually in Mario. And you're and you like a different color. Yeah. And that's what it was. Because you all remember the first one. We didn't know that Luigi looked that different from Mario when you looked at it on the screen. <laughs> They didn't try that hard, you know. You're like, wait, are they twins? Like, no, 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 it's different. You got to read. You got to know the deep lore, though. He's actually yeah. Taller. You got to get into. We got a manga series that comes out here soon. Yeah, twenty novels. Yeah, oh, man. we'll explain it in there. But other than that, yeah, no, I'm with you here. I think we got to go, Doctor Watson. So we'll move him on where he'll go up against either Dwight Schrute or George Costanza. Now, the thing I like, I know we've been very anti-office on this podcast, and I don't, and I'm not going to say that that's going to change. The thing I like about Dwight Schrute is unabashed loyalty. Just like, no matter what, he cannot believe that Michael Scott has done anything bad or wrong in that office. Until, Ride or die. Until Michael, like, literally is like, you fucking suck. I hate you, Dwight. And then Dwight goes off. That is the only time you see him truly share his opinion. Cause otherwise he's like, his fealty is pled to Michael Scott. And there's part of me. It's like, yeah, you're the sidekick. That's exactly how it should go down. Exactly. That's what I'm looking for in a sidekick. That's why I love Nick. Nick won't correct me. He won't tell me I've done something wrong. That's true. That's it. He just, he just it's true. You should hear a lot of the stuff he says about Jews. I don't say anything about it. I don't say <laughs> a single thing about it ever. And he has a lot of opinions about it too, but I don't, no reason to get into that right now. We're here to talk about, well, actually speaking of Jews, George Costanza, I, the thing, the thing I like about a George Costanza style sidekick is you really get the sense that Jerry has him around as like a comparison point to his life. Like it really does feel like two friends who have known each other for a long time. And we're kind of always like neck and neck, maybe very similar. And then now you start kind of creeping up a little bit. And you're like, now, now George Costanza gives you a chance to look at what your life would have been like if you would have stayed lame, you know? Yes. Everybody needs someone in their life that they compare to that's they've known for a long time that they keep around just as a barrel, like a barometer for how far I've come. Right. Like, I mean, like, like some of us, it's like, Hey, you know, it's nice to have a, a best friend who maybe never left your home state. So you can kind of be like, wow, oh, that sucks. I actually made it out and made it to a big city, you know? Uh, I think like that's how, you know, it kind of gives you an idea of like what your life would have been like there uh, if you would have <laughs> stayed in your same shitty home state. But I think George and. <laughs> Are we just going to shit on each other the whole time? I guess that's the, the energy we have. <laughs> no, I In a very Woody and Buzz way. It's very Woody and Buzz. The, way, the issue I have with George Costanza is I don't know if he's a sidekick or just a homie because he doesn't like. 
I don't, I'm not super up on the Seinfeld deep lore, but I don't feel like George Costanza is going to ride or die with Jerry. Like if a fight you, breaks out, George ain't jumping in. There is no world. There is zero world. Yeah. Where George is not. So I think that that's, what's interesting about like the difference between here. I feel like it's important when we say like sidekick feels so much more ride or die than best friend for some reason, yes. but also almost like you don't have to be as close as a best friend with your sidekick. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, like, it's a subdom relationship in a weird way. Up, like a little. Like you're I'm not saying that you're not like good friends, but in the sense that like I do I could see a world where it's like, oh yeah, you're not like <laughs> in a very sad be, world. I think the I think the relationship has to be founded on a type of like one-way respect or uh tracing of honor. You know, like I'm trying to get your respect. I I see something in you, Sherlock Holmes, that is amazing and I like look up to it and I want that to rub off onto me. So I will subserve myself to you. Right. Yeah. And like, maybe we'll be cool. Like maybe we'll be homie. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that they don't kick it and get dinner. I'm just saying, I, I bet you if Dwight, you know, I mean, it literally is in the, like if Dwight was like, Michael, am I your best friend? He'd be like, no, you're not my best friend. Yeah, absolutely not. No, no, you're not my best friend. Like, but George Costanza, I feel like would say that about you. I think they have just a friendship. Right. No, no, no. I agree. I think like that. I think this is a good kind of window. Like this helps us kind of get into the right mindset. I think this is a good matchup for us to understand. What are you and I, when we say sidekick, are we, what are we talking about here? Because I think this is a great example of George Costanza is, is really just a best friend. He is the best friend who's always like a tag along, which I think feels like a sidekick because he's not as important mm-hmm. as Jerry. But at the same time, like you said, he has no, he has no fealty, no honor. Yeah. Also, George Costanza has like big NPC energy from his life. Like he actually doesn't take a part in it very often. So I'm, I got to lock into Dwight Schrute as, as a sidekick. As an actual, I, I'm with you here. I, I'm with you here. Let's move on, Dwight, into the next round where he goes up against Dr. Watson. Here's the thing. In both these cases, I actually like that both protagonists are kind of shitty. Yes. Like in their own, like, and that the way that in which they treat the sidekick is how they get humanized. You're like, oh, they're not that bad. Because look, he's kind of nice to, he is nice to Watson or Michael is nice to Dwight in moments, you know, and his will, you know, and you can see that humanity or like why Dwight would be so enamored and want to Mm -hmm. be his regional assistant sales manager, whatever the fuck it is. Once again, I don't watch it. It's been so long. I watched it once. It was very good when I watched it one time and then I got a real job and I was like, nope, (laughs) nope, nope. Yeah. I think Watson definitely does that for Holmes too. He makes, he is the liaison, like I said, between the audience and Sherlock Holmes. Dwight, Sometimes Dwight gasses up Michael Scott in a way that actually makes him seem like a good boss, which is impossible <laughs> right. to do because I've watched the show and he's bad at it. Right, yeah. I wonder, okay, here's the thing though. All right, you got to get a new sidekick. Okay. My problem with Dr. Watson, if he was my new sidekick, right, mm-hmm. is I feel like he's a little naggy and would like get on me about like my bad habits. Like in a way, it's like trying to help me. Yeah. But like if you if you came over like every day to my house and was constantly like, are you going to pick up? Are you going to clean up this mess? I'd be like, I don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> no, if I, the mess will get cleaned up when it's time. Yeah. Get off my jock about it. Cause I do. Cause I, I mean, I do like that about Dr. Watson that he it's like, he's there to help 
Holmes kind of get through and get to. Exactly. I feel so like Mer- if Dwight Schrute was my sidekick and he came over and he saw that was kind of cl- cluttered and messy all the time, he would adopt that into his home. He would think it was some <laughs> sort of feng shui I'm doing to like get my mind right. He'd be like, oh, I guess I just have to have like boxes of stuff over here in the corner. Yeah. Fuck. What? Okay. I want the sidekick that cleans my house though. <laughs> Which one is it? I mean, we still have 12 more to go, but that's the sidekick that I'm looking for. But I agree with you that it's like Dwight would see it as like, oh no, this is the way of the mind. Like you have to, to be cluttered in your space leaves your mind free to be <laughs> a great regional manager. <laughs> That which one would you prefer if you had to get a new if you were if you were in, if you were searching for a sidekick do you want do you want loyalty and fealty or do you want someone who sees the best in you and is going to push yeah. you towards? I, I mean, it? I'm leaning towards Doctor Watson because the man is a doctor, but I already have a wife. Like <laughs> that's my problem is as I'm describing Watson, I'm like I have a wife. She Maybe does these things. It. She makes oh. me better every day pushes me, sees the ability of me. I kind of just want someone who simps for me. <laughs> I want someone who sees none of my flaws and only thinks I'm a fucking God. I think that's why I like keeping you around so much. <laughs> You're always out here gassing me up. <laughs> oh, I do. I mean, I do have your back Ex- in that way. Except I'm on like... the show, except on the show. Yeah. I, I think you're actually right now that I'm looking at it through that lens. I think Dwight definitely has a better energy about him. But the problem is I don't like the character on the show. I understand that. And I get, and I get that. And it feels almost sacrilegious to move, to keep pushing forward the office, but I think I'm still sticking with Dr. Watson. He is the, the (sighs) pinnacle of a sidekick. He's what you say when you're talking about sidekick in a group of people, Dr. Watson would be a joke to me. Right. Right. I, the thing is, I was just, for some reason I was like, all right, if I, cause I was like, Holmes puts Watson in very dangerous situations and Watson like, rides it out right like watson's been shot at because of Holmes. yes whereas i feel like dwight if if had to be shot at because of michael scott would like welcome that is like (laughs) down for it and is like yo these homies just lit us up we're gonna we're about to pull a drive by like dwight we don't have to do this (laughs) like almost like he takes being a sidekick too far for your honor you know yeah we don't have to get them back like it's fine like we're we're cool or if like He's the, he's the kind of sidekick slash like homie that like, if you were like at a bar and someone bumps your shoulder and like spills your beer and the guy like doesn't offer to pay for it, Dwight's going to go get you a beer from that dude. You're going sh- like, to 20 minutes later, he's going to show up with a busted lip and a beer. I don't know, man. I feel like Watson though is the kind of guy that's not going to do anything that night, but then you're going to be reading the obituaries and not even know that you scrolled by that guy's name. No, I don't think, see, I don't think Watson I don't think he really, he's like, nah, that's your own drama. Like he's, he's there solely to help support the solving of the cases. It feels like, like that, that to me, and this is from someone who has read maybe one story of, of Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> let's be, and I saw the, the Robert Downey Jr. movie. So let's not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, um, actually in literature, what you'll find is like, no, I don't fucking know. This is all based off of some perceptions I have from popular culture. Just to be so clear about this, you all. I don't want anyone here being like, Watson? Because I also know Watson is kind of a badass in his own way. I mean, he's like, but also Cody. And I hate to bring this up. He's a cop. He's a cop. He's a cop. Can't have cops on us. He's we a fucking cop. We don't deal with the cops. He's a uh, cop. I, I'm still locking in Watson, dude. I can't do Dwight. I can't do Dwight. Uh, I, I, man, I'm, I'm, 
I'm struggling between, I do think, I do like Dwight more, but I understand the historical importance of Dr. Watson. So Cody, I want to show you something that I'm about to do. And I would like for you to fucking think about it and remember it in future times. I'm okay. going to take into consideration the historical significance <laughs> versus my own pleasure and what I just prefer. And I will go with Dr. Watson. And if you learn anything from this, maybe we can do a music episode again. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, my dog. I'm okay. lucky to Dr. Watson, right. too. We'll move Dr. Watson on. And that is it, folks. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Friendly Competition. If you want about Chiboys, a few things that you can do, as always, share with a friend, tell a friend. Whoever you're listening to this, make sure you hit that subscribe, that follow, uh, and make sure to do those rate and review. Five stars, please. Yes, give us five stars. Now, pause, star, five of them. Hit it. Write something in there. You know what? Write a secret message to me that only I can read, but put it in public format. <laughs> Does that make sense? Do it. Good. Follow us on all of our social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just look about Friendly Comp Pod. If you have an idea for a 16-team tournament, like th this is for my wife. I guess we could say that. Catherine did. Do, do oh, yeah. This. No. Uh, that Actually, that's something that we probably haven't done enough. Um, half of the lists we get are from Catherine. Conservatively, <laughs> she's she actually is more of the brain. We are more or less Catherine's sidekicks uh, <laughs> in this meta way where she is like the puppet master of this podcast. Exactly. Exactly. So, so shout out, shout out to Catherine for. But if you want to turn the strings, the puppet strings, just email us friendly company podcast at gmail.com. Uh, as always, shout out to Charizard for that intro to music. If you want to hear more of their stuff and over to Bandcamp, type in Charizard, replace the vowels with sixes. That's going to be it for us. We got Group B coming out on Wednesday. But until then, I've been Nick Carey. And I'm Cody Lino. See you on the boat.